Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Healthy-ish with Nutrish Mish. And um, today we are going to be doing kind of a fun episode. I want to do more episodes like this where we answer your questions. So I have three questions here pertaining to weight loss that I'm going to answer. And if you have any questions that you would like answered, uh, find us on Instagram, either at Nutrish Mish, that's N-U-T-R-I-S-H-M-I-S-H, or at Mish of Nutrish Mish, which I will link in the show notes. And shoot us a DM and let me know what your questions are. and we'll do these episodes more often and make sure we get to everything. So today I'm going to be answering three questions. Number one, why does my weight fluctuate so much day to day? That was a super popular one. Number two, with summer coming up, what is the healthiest alcohol to drink? And number three, why is weight loss harder as you get older? And I'm going to add a subcategory to that. What can I do about it? All right, so this is our most popular question. Let's start with that one. I'll give the people what they want. Why does my weight fluctuate day to day? Um, This could be super frustrating. And if you're somebody who weighs yourself every day, which I, for most people, do not recommend doing personally, um, this could be super frustrating because especially if you're somebody who's trying to lose weight, if you're eating well and you're doing what you feel like you're supposed to be doing and then you get on the scale and it's up two pounds for no reason and then it's down half a pound and then up three and then down two and then up one, it could be extremely, extremely frustrating. So the first thing I think it's really important to understand is this is actually normal for your weight to fluctuate day to day. Now, that being said, it is super frustrating. So what are you actually looking at? What's actually happening? You're not actually gaining or losing body fat. Body fat does not fluctuate, but water does. So here's the best way to think about it. There's weight that belongs to you and there's weight that doesn't belong to you. And for the most part, your scale doesn't know the difference between the two. It just knows this is what you weigh. So let's pretend you get on the scale and you're wearing a giant parka, right? Not that you would do that, but let's just say you did. You could remove that parka and then when you remove that parka, the weight comes down, right? That did not belong to you, that weight from your jacket. So. With your body too though, you have weight that belongs to you and you have weight that doesn't. Weight that doesn't belong to you would be any kind of weight that could like either be removed or pass through you. So that would be like the weight of the food that you just literally ate. Now, obviously if that food doesn't get burned off and get stored in its fat, that's a different story. But the actual weight of the food that you just maybe ate, uh, water. And water is actually the culprit. That's what's responsible for seeing those fluctuations. So water weight does not belong to you because you will pee it out, sweat it out, whatever. Clothing weight, that doesn't belong to you. So these are so if you can kind of think of it as, okay, there's weight that belongs to me and there's weight that doesn't belong to me. The weight that does not belong to you will fluctuate. The weight that does belong to you will not fluctuate. So over time, is it possible to lose body fat weight and even muscle weight, even bone weight, of course, but it's not something that would happen and fluctuate day to day. Fluctuations are weight that doesn't belong to you. Just like you could take that parka on and then take it off and the weight will fluctuate back and forth. The same is true for your water weight and your food weight. Now, water weight is probably what what you're looking at when you're seeing these fluctuations. Now, depending on the person and depending how much salt you have in your system, depending on electrolytes and hormones and a couple other factors that's gonna dictate if you are retaining water or if your your weight will be maybe falsely up because you're you have a little bit of extra water retention in you so that's why it happens and of course it could be super frustrating but let's kind of go over what you can do about it and maybe a better way of looking at it so two things one thing is that i think a really good way of thinking of your weight is don't think of it as one number think of it as like three to maybe four numbers. So think about the highest number that you usually see on the scale and the lowest number that you typically see on the scale if you're somebody that is weighing themselves every day, which again, I don't recommend, but you are seeing these fluctuations and they're getting frustrating. Um, So let's just say I'm gonna make up numbers. Let's say the highest number that you see on the scale 
you know, in a given week is 153 and the lowest number that you see is 150. When you lose an actual pound of fat, you'll no longer see that 153 most likely, you'll see a shift of 149 to 152. And then if you lose another pound, you'll see a shift of 148 to 151. So sometimes thinking of your of your weight as, as kind of like three numbers and just seeing that range shift, that's maybe a little bit of a better way of thinking of it. The other thing, just to kind of bring you a little bit of sanity, is really think about it like the stock market, right? Now, if you look at the stock market, at any given moment it could be up it could be down you could be up a couple bucks down a couple bucks it could swing pretty high even within a day but the overall trend is that it goes up you know seven percent eight percent whatever it is but you have to kind of look at the big overall trends over time you don't just look at like the day-to-day or the hour by hour kind of like fluctuations in the price number and the exact same thing happens with your weight so if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating healthier and you're like doing all the right things over time you'll see that trend come down even if within that trend your weight still fluctuates you know between three pounds the overall trend will be down just like with the stock market the overall trend would be up so that's maybe a better healthier way of thinking about it but I think the more important thing to understand is that those fluctuations are normal and you know you might want to go down to weighing yourself maybe once a week once every you know two weeks once every eight days or so um if those if those fluctuations kind of bother you because they will happen but if you know that they're normal it might give you a little bit of peace of mind if you understand a little bit more what you're looking at all right so let's move on to the next question here what is the healthiest alcohol to drink now that it is summer well lucky for you guys i've been doing research on this very subject for years and i feel i am an expert and can talk about it very knowledgeably um i might actually do a whole episode on this but for now let me just kind of give you the spark note version so just bear with me this is why alcohol can be problematic for people who are trying to like lose weight or maintain weight um, every gram, uh, all right, so calories can come from three places, right? They can come from proteins, carbs, or fats. And this is such a, I don't know if this is a good analogy or a terrible analogy, but I'm going to use it. Do you remember in like elementary school when you were learning about matter and it was like solid liquid and gas, and then there was like random plasma that was like the exception to the rule. So alcohol is nutrition's equivalent to random plasma, if that makes sense. So alcohol really just comes from proteins, carbs, and fats, but then there's like alcohol. Now alcohol has almost as many calories per gram as fat. Alcohol has seven calories per gram, fat has nine calories per gram. So then the problem is when you mix it with a sugary kind of a mixer, like, you know, if you're doing like a rum and coke or like pina coladas or margaritas and crazy drinks like that, and then you have a couple of them, it could be problematic very quickly for people who are trying to lose weight or maintain weight. So here's the trick. Um, and again, I might I might do a whole episode on this. I think it's I think it's a good topic to deep dive into. If you're going to do what I call a marathon, meaning like it's not a sprint, like you're drink, be drinking all day. Maybe it's like a barbecue. You're gonna have you're gonna have a decent amount. You want to try to make sure. I think a good rule of thumb is make sure your drink is like somewhere in like the hundred calorie range. So you know if you wanted to do you know like a hard seltzer, most of the hard seltzers are like in the hundred calorie range. If you're gonna do um, like a light beer, a lot of the light beers are in the hundred calorie range. Those will probably be your your better bets. Um, if you're gonna do like a full beer and IPA, those can run depending on the size anywhere from on average, I'd say they're around like two to 300, give or take. So when you multiply that out by several, it can add up very, very quickly. Now, if you're the kind of person that you're like, okay, but I love my IPAs. I love these. I like the, the heavier ones. You could always have maybe one or two of them and switch over. And if you multiply out the math, you'll save yourself a ton of calories just by like kind of getting the taste of one or two and then maybe switching over to, you know, a lighter option or a seltzer or something like that. But those are your best bets if it's like a, like a barbecue or a day where you're going to be like out pretty much all day. 
If it's a sprint, meaning like you're going out for the night or, you know, in that kind of situation, my, I always say the goal is to get a buzz in the fewest amount of calories. So in this case, you the best drink to go for is going to be something where there's some kind of shot of liquor in it with a non-caloric mixer, like a vodka club or something like that. Now, a lot of people do like diet sodas and things like that. Personally, I don't recommend it. I think diet sodas and diet products and the chemicals in them I, I mean, this is this will be a little controversial, but I personally, my personal belief is that in a lot of ways it does more harm than sugar. So I'm personally not a fan. Um, there are people who feel differently, but that's just me. So if you're going to do something like a vodka club, a shot of any alcohol, like a like an ounce or so, will have about 70 calories in it. So if you're doing something like a vodka club, that'll run you 70 calories. Now, if you're doing something like a vodka crayon where you're mixing with a juice instead, depending on how big it is, that can be anywhere on the modest side to 150, probably closer to 200 which again, if you're gonna have three or four of them, it's a big caloric difference. Now, if you want a little bit of flavor, what you can do is you could say vodka club with a splash of something, and that brings it down to like 150. So if I'm looking for kind of like a drink with like a little bit of flavor, but not too much sugar, um, I'll do maybe like a vodka club or a tequila club with a splash of pineapple. That's kind of like been my go-to lately. Um, I also like to put jalapeno in it. I know it sounds weird, but it's delicious. It's kind of like my version of a skinny margarita. So you could do something like that too. Um, I'm going to do a whole episode on this where we give you kind of like healthy cocktail ideas because I think that's a great little resource to have for summer. Um, but that being said, if, again, same same kind of rule applies. Like let's say you're dying for a margarita. Margaritas can run, again, modestly 250, sometimes closer to 400 calories. So if you're going to do four margaritas, which is not that crazy, that is a whole day's worth of calories versus let's just say you do one and then you switch over to like a tequila club or a tequila club um, with a splash of pineapple or something like that. So the whole idea is just to kind of get from point A to point A point B, point A to point A, point A to point B in the fewest amount of calories possible. All right, now let's get into our last question. Why is weight loss harder as you get older and what can you do about it? But before I get into that, I want to read you guys something. This is a testimonial that we just got from one of our clients that completed our program. She said, I could not speak highly enough about Nutrishmish. I literally spent 45 years as a chronic dieter only to yo-yo through those 45. I found Nutrishmish last year through a friend and I've never looked back. My mindset around food is worlds away from where it had been. I've finally learned how to create healthy, balanced, satisfying meals. I feel comfortable around food and I've lost and maintained a substantial amount of weight for the first time ever. My nutritionista, Kim, is amazing and highly educated and informed in her practice. I know they are all wonderful there as well. To be able to learn to eat with good health and a satisfaction in mind and not to stress over every bite, to be able to pick myself up when I think I've gone overboard is nothing short of miraculous for me. I've enjoyed my indulgences when I've had them, live my life, go to parties, have the occasional drinks, etc., and still lose weight and feel so much better. The mindset are either on or off a diet is officially gone. Thank you, Nutrishmish. I literally cried when I heard this because this is my this was my goal when I started Nutrishmish 10 years ago we're gonna be 10 next month um, I wanted to take that pressure of dieting away I wanted to take that diet mentality away and show people that they can just have a good relationship with food and find a nutrition philosophy that works for them and that's what we've done so in honor of our 10 year anniversary next month we are going my goal is to try to help as many people as we possibly can so check out the link below i'm going to link it in our show notes nutritionmish.com sign up you can sign up with us now and and have the exact same experience. It's one-on-one -on -one counseling. We're gonna take you through a whole personalized program that's really going to find an eating style that you could stick to forever. 
All right, so now back to the question. Why is it harder to lose weight as you get older? I would like you guys to think of this as like a little mindset shift, that it doesn't get harder as you get older. The rules change. But once you know the rules to the game, you can play the game just fine. What I see a lot is that we get very comfortable with how to maintain our weight or lose weight or whatever we're trying to do uh, in our 20s, right? And then 30 hits. And I... You know, I was a little skeptical when I first turned 30. I was like, ah, oh, this isn't so bad. I don't even know what people are talking about. Um, I could see how it can get interpreted as harder, but really what happens is your body changes. Your body does change every couple of years. And your job is to figure out what this new body's parameters are. What can I get away with? What can I get away with? What feels good in my body? What doesn't feel good in my body? What does my body need? Typically, the biggest mistake I see people make is they try to lose weight the same way that they did in their 20s, and that does not work in your 30s, 40s, 50s, perimenopause, postmenopause. Um, you know, I'm in my 30s, so I'm nowhere near perimenopause, but I've helped thousands of women at this point who have actually, when I was in grad school, I actually did my uh, thesis on weight loss and menopause. So um, I, I, I think a better way of looking at it is not that it's harder. It's just that the rules change. And once you learn the rules, you can play the game. For a lot of the women that I work with in menopause, we actually end up adding calories in strategic places and it actually ends up having them lose. So you just have to figure out what works for you. Um, so the best thing to do is, you know, if you want to expedite the process, you could work with a professional like us and we can show you and figure it out fairly quickly. Or if you if you don't have the means to or, or you don't want to, the best thing to do is just do a little trial and error. You know, take a take a little bit of time and document what you're eating and experiment and see how you feel, see what your energy levels are like, see what your weight is doing. And eventually you'll kind of find the parameters that you can stick with for that decade. I, I feel like it changes a little bit, you know, every decade or with like hormone changes. So, you know, uh, definitely after pregnancy or perimenopause or, or post menopause. So those are the times in your life that you might want to do, like, just think of it as like a little, a little, um, a little analysis, right? So just kind of do a little analysis just to see. So write down what you're eating, see what your weight does, see what your energy levels do, and then you'll eventually figure out what your new parameters are. But I don't necessarily want you to think it's harder. I don't necessarily want you to feel like you have to restrict because to be honest, that doesn't quite work for people um, from what I've seen at least. So I highly recommend not thinking of it as getting harder. Just think of it as like learning a new set of rules, right? Just like, you know, you switch up your skincare um, you know, at certain stages in your life, you're going to switch up your eating habits at certain stages in your life. Um, now, yeah, with skincare, you know, you could think of it as like, oh my gosh, you know, you get more wrinkly, it gets harder to maintain your skin. Your skin just needs different things. You, you might still put the same amount of creams and serums and things on your face as you did when you were 20, but they're just different ones and they're meant to treat different things because you have different problems at different ages. So the best thing to do is don't think of it as harder, just think of it as different. Figure out what your parameters are, either by working with a professional or just kind of doing a little bit of recon on your own. And, you know, do a little analysis or a little check-in, you know, every 10 years or so or before and after hormonal changes. When people ask me, like, what our um, demographic is, you know, at Nutritionist, people ask me that all the time. Well, what's your demographic? Is it, like, mostly women? You know, is it mostly, like, people in their 40s or 30s? Or, like, what's the age? It's I always say it's always life changes. We, we see people with life changes. We see people um, going to college, you know, coming out from college, uh, turning 30 before, you know, before wedding, um, after baby menopause, post-menopause, life changes, because that's when everything, that's when the, the, the rules change. So again, just thinking about it like that should give you a little bit more peace of mind that it's something that you can solve. I will say though, very rare, sometimes, but very rarely is the answer eat less. I just want to put that out there. Um, a lot of times there's a little bit more strategy behind it and eat less. Um, not only doesn't always work, it's sometimes 
makes it, it sometimes makes it worse. It sometimes actually creates more weight gain. So sometimes working with the professional just helps you get the answers quicker. Um, or like I said, just, you know, just experiment on your own to figure it out. All right. Well, I hope that was helpful. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with a friend who might help as well. Also make sure you rate and subscribe so we can keep creating content like this. And like I said, I do like these kind of question and answer type podcast styles. So if there's a question that you want answered, DM us on Instagram or on TikTok, let us know, and I'll make sure to answer it in our next episode. All right. Check you out then.